He says cheese pizza. What? In, In Home Alone 2? 2, yeah. Oh. Cheese pizza. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I'm Sky. I'm Kyle. I'm Tim. And today, these two are racing to get from the Wikipedia pages uh, for Commensalism and Tim Curry. <laughs> so, that's that's tonight's game. <laughs> Why, you say? You guys know what Commensalism is? I have no. no idea what that is. I learned what it is from Octonauts. My son's current favorite show about a polar bear and a penguin and a cat and a dog and a bunny and an octopus and a sea otter who are all an aquatic team of animals who go around yeah. saving other animals. And they live, that... they live in a giant, like, robot octopus. <laughs> I mean, that sounds great. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. It's like, of all the shows that he watches, it's like one of my favorite. Because you always learn something new about animals. Oh, and... wait, there's eight of them. And so, Oct- wow. Oh, wow, there is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they also have the Vegemals, which are the worst part about the show. What? Uh, the the Vegemals? Yes, they're Vegemals. Uh, they look like little vegetables. You keep saying that eyes. like that means something. I mean, so yeah. they're, <laughs> they're, they're there is an episode where you learn the origins of of the Vegemals. The sea otter is a um, zoologist. He's the zoologist on the team. Okay. Uh, he discovered them. He discovered eggs on the side of the the octo. What do they call their big? Where do they live? The octopod. The octopod. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because you're right. That's- that's what you call an. That's what an octopus. It's an octopod. It's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's the octopod. Uh, he found these <laughs> eggs and he took them in, and they started singing and then hatched and they were these weird, I'm sorry. these weird animals. <laughs> and he was like, "That's it. That's." And they were animals that looked like vegetables, so I called them the vegetables. That's how it. That's how it goes. Wow. Yep. That that spun out in a way I wasn't anticipating. Uh, so I learned about that, and then Tim Curry. I just realized we haven't been to Tim Curry yet, and like Tim Curry's great. So yeah, to determine who goes first, I need each of you um, to come up with a one or two word phrase that I want mm. you to exclaim in your best Tim Curry impression <laughs> at the same time. What? Huh? And I will determine. Yep. I will determine whose who's is better. Uh, what? Hold on. <laughs> you, don't like, um, you don't like this, huh? So we... No, I just don't... I'm sorry. I want to make sure I understand what you mean. Is the same time thing too weird? I mean, how are you going to no. tell which of us is which if we both sound exactly like Tim Curry? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a good point. Um... What we'll do is, all right, I, I want you to deafen yourselves when the other one's doing it. <laughs> we'll tell you when to come back. Wait, hold on. So that doesn't help. That doesn't help you. 
I, I don't know why I don't want you to hear each other doing your Tim Curry impressions. Yeah, no. I. <laughs> All right. Okay. So does this have a theme to it? What do you mean a theme? Or is it just two words? You just have to say one or two words, a, a phrase. Because I know, I have a feeling I know what you're going for here. I'm just saying. And it needs to be a phrase that he's not famous for. You're coming up with a you're coming up oh, with a phrase, okay, All like right. an original Tim Curry like meme that that should be a you know what I mean. Like, I want you to you to add your own expression into Tim Curry. Essentially, is what I'm looking for. Wow! Oh wow! This is a lot. But all right, <clears throat> sure. Let's so, do it. Wait a minute. You guys we're we're, not, saying, the same we're time. not saying the same the same two words, right? No. Okay. You're not. I think. <laughs> Unless you do. Right. Okay. I want you guys to say these. I want. We're going to do a countdown. And I want you to say the phrase that you come up with at the same time in your Tim Curry uh, impression. Yeah, got it. If you guys both hit it on, on the head, then I guess I won't be able to tell you apart. And <laughs> everything will unravel. But one of you, if one of you doesn't completely nail it, I'll know who it is. <laughs> and the other one will win. There will be consequences. All right. So I'll give you, do you guys have your phrases? Yes. Oh, yeah. Great. All right. Ready? No. Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> Lemony. Musical flourish. <laughs> I don't think any of that sounded like Tim Curry. That's, Not at all. Uh, I, that sounded like gibberish. That was great. <laughs> what, what did what did what words did you say, Kyle? I went to a random word generator, and the first two words it picked were musical flourish. I'm like, that does sound like something he would say. Yeah, it does. I went with lemony yeah. fresh. I, Ooh, that's good. Too. I liked lemony lemony fresh. I'm gonna go with lemony fresh. That's fair. Okay, that was good. And that I came from the heart. Like, that didn't come from a random word generator. I can see him arcing his back and like raising his <laughs> head and just go, his eyes rolling back in his head like he does and just lemon so fresh. Yeah, no, it's good. all I know is that when I re-listen to this once it's uploaded, I am skipping this part. Oh I yeah, do not, I, I do not <laughs> want to hear this magic. Well, uh, don't add us. Yeah. Just don't add us. What I'm not going to tell <laughs> you now is that I'm going to edit it. So I, that's just. It just randomly just happens it in between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll uh, never know what oh, it's about to be. It's making more work for myself. You'll, so. you'll, uh, you'll splice it in like 22 episodes from now. Just the, le- <laughs> the lengths you'll go for a, for a sting. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you guys are at commensalism. Commensalism. Tim, before we get to this, do we both want to take a shot at what that is without reading it? I'm already on the page, so I know. Ah, dang. Yeah. Okay. You, I'd like to hear what you think it is. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think that it is the theory that uh, the commencement speech is the most important part of the entire uh, graduation uh, like event. That's oh, wow. What it's commensalism is what that, that's what I'm imagining. A very that's a good theory. small sect of people. It's a good yeah. theory, yeah. but it's wrong. Well, you know... <laughs> Oh, damn. Commencement speech is the worst part of any ceremony. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tim, like all like all uh, uh, philosophy, it's wrong. I mean, the best part of a, of any sort of ceremony that has a commencement like that is getting the diploma. That is the <laughs> only reason you are there and you know it. Yeah. 
Everyone knows. If it. anyone could, everyone don't could just act... leave afterward. That'd be great. Yeah. Don't act like everyone wants mm-hmm. to be there for whoever, you know, for Jim Davis coming through to, to give a commencement oh, speech. Oh, I, I would kill for Jim Davis. Oh, I don't really? even remember who my commencement <laughs> speaker was. Tim, do you want to do you want to have that audio in there? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah wanna... I, let me let me put this in writing and sign it, notarize it. I would, you kill, would kill for, for Jim for Davis. Jim Davis? <laughs> okay. Oh my god, lemony fresh. Not even to have a commencement cool. <laughs> speech. I would just kill for him on principle if he asked. Hey, hey, Sky. You know, every once in a while, when the when the episode title just just presents itself right oh at the start God. of the episode. <laughs> All right, this is so like I'm the sorry. new Garfield minus Garfield. It's just the end of the, it's just the end of the script. It's Garfield thrown out a window. Tim saying, "I no." It's just Tim saying, "I will kill for, for Jim Davis," <laughs> or "I would kill for Jim Davis." I don't know. Uh, then no, that's not what it. That's. Yeah, so that's not what, it what is. commensalism is, is a long-term biological interaction in which members of one species gain benefits, while those of the other species neither benefit nor are harmed. <laughs> so just, just one species just hanging out and doing its thing, and the other one is benefiting from that somehow. Yeah. Um, it's not mutualism, because that's where both organisms benefit. It's not a mensalism where one is harmed and the other is unaffected. And it's not parasitism where one is harmed and the other benefits. Musical flourish! Wow, that's... I did not realize that there were I, that many sort of variations. Yeah. It makes sense, though. In the show... I'm thinking about that. Yeah. In the show, there's a coral... A, a sponge, like a, a, a coral sponge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a that sponge has that like, sings... A bunch of crabs and stuff. Yeah. A bunch of like crabs and worms and junk like living in it. But like it's not being like harmed by those things. They just chill out in there. Yeah. Because it's a sponge. So I was like, oh, I've never heard of this. Yeah. This was just like, I don't care. It's great. They live here. It's fine. We're friends. <laughs> they have to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like they're I mean, like, we're ah, not... and then we feed the cor- the sponge. No, sponge just doesn't get anything from it. But. Yeah, she we're not very good kind. friends. We're just friends. Sponge is yeah. like, right. hey, I have holes. You can just come live in these holes. SpongeBob, the, the SpongeBob, the SpongeBob, <laughs> the Sponge is like a uh, a landlord, except the opposite of a, of a landlord. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. See here. Uh, I like this picture of a remora on here, though. It just looks very unimpressed. I don't know. The the facial expression this remora is making is just really just like, eh. It looks like it's taking its LinkedIn photo to me. Like, the expression Mm. is like, eh, smiling. Yeah. But also being professional. Yeah, you got that right. That is the LinkedIn. That is the LinkedIn. That's very good. What's wild is I didn't know that remoras were, like, adapted to attach themselves to fish. Like, do they have, like, a little, like, sucker on the top of their head or something? Yeah. Um yeah. And I always thought they did something for like the the um the, the, the race. host fish. Yeah, yeah. but no. <laughs> They're just hanging out. They're just hanging out. You know. Let's see. Um so commensalism is derived from the word commensal, which means eating at the same table in human social interaction. Which in turn comes through the French from the medieval 
from the medieval Latin commensalis, meaning sharing a table. Uh, so yeah, it just means, hey, we're at the same table. My sponge mm-hmm. holes are at these ta- this table. Which doesn't really make okay. sense, because it's like... <laughs> we gotta leave this one behind. To... Yeah, it doesn't make sense, because it's like, wouldn't one be the table, and the other is like eating off the table, but the table doesn't mind? Yeah. Uh, hmm. I, maybe it's more that, like, one is preparing a sandwich on their plate, and the other is like eating some crumbs, and the one and the other is like, yeah, I don't care, that's fine. Have the, you can have those, sure. Yeah, I guess so. You can have the leftovers, or it's cutting the crust off of its sandwich, and I'll and the and like the other animals, like, yeah, I'll take those. Isn't that and more like, like a right. predator scavenger situation, though? Uh maybe you're right. Mm. See, like the. It, it struck me how like specific commensalism is when I learned about it. It's like, oh, it's really interesting. Like, it's such a specific thing. In fact, it's, mm. it's niche, which it even it says niche is right on here. Uh, wow. So, uh, the commensal pathway was traveled by animals that fed on refuse around human habitats, or by animals that preyed on other animals drawn to human camps. Those animals established a commensal relationship with humans in which the animals benefited, but the humans received little benefit or harm. Oh, uh, so, that is close to your sandwich. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Because I guess it's not that it killed the sandwich. <laughs> it just no. made the sandwich. So it's not really, yeah. I guess it isn't a predator uh, uh, scavenger thing. Later, these animals developed closer social or economic bonds with humans and led to a domestic relationship. So, like, dogs, cats, chickens, pigs. Oh, weird. That I guess that is sort of the same idea, isn't examples it? of commensal animals with humans. Yeah, I can see how that works. Uh, the wolves, like, so for dogs, wolves more likely drawn to human camps were the less aggressive, subdominant pack members with lowered flight response higher stress thresholds, and less wariness around humans. Therefore, better candidates for domestication. That's cool. Um, so it talks a little bit about dogs, skull shapes and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, numerous genera of bacteria and fungi live on and in the human body as part of its natural flora. Great. The, fu- Fun. the fungal genus Asparagus. about is capable of living under considerable environmental stress and thus is capable of colonizing the upper gastrointestinal tract where relatively few examples of the body's gut flora can survive due to highly acidic or alkaline conditions. While aspergillus (laughs) normally produces no symptoms, in individuals who are immunocompromised or suffering from existing conditions such as tuberculosis, a condition called aspergillosis can occur in which the population grows out of control. Uh, there's stuff in, in your skin, there's stuff in your oral and nasal cavities, there's stuff in your ears. It's fine. Just so you know. I mean, that is the thing, though. Like, yeah, it is, it's fine, in in heavy air quotes there, but also, like, that is always the... I don't know, I'm sure, I, I feel like I've heard, like, five Radio Lab episodes about how uh, are we, you know, are we ourselves oh, yeah. or are we the, the flora that lives in our guts? You know, that kind of thing. Lemony fresh. Yeah. It's like more than 50% of us are. To... Actually, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. So 
man, how do you get Tim Curry from all this stuff? It's a good question. How indeed? Um, I mean, there's you got a lot of animals to choose from. There are multiple animals <laughs> to work with. Kinda. Yes. I mean, not a ton of them are actually linked. I mean, Beringian wolves. Mm-hmm. Eh. Uh, not linked, but I just like the name uh, for the archaeological uh, proto-dog here. They have the uh, the Bon Obercastle dog. It's just a great name. Mm-hmm. It is a good name for doggy. Yeah. Uh, man, I... Oh, this is tough. I'm trying to figure out my plan of attack. Sure. Oh, Megafauna is long, linked on here. Is locked on here. Locked. I'm just gonna go straight to <laughs> straight to the memes. Yep. I think I will try. Uh, I'm probably gonna regret this, but I'm gonna try fungi. <laughs> oh, can't wait. That's another uh, great uh, word for Tim Curry to say. Uh, oh, I'm sure he. I wonder if he is he on cameo. Can we get him to just? I mean, I can't imagine that he cameo? is. No, I can't imagine he'd be so much. But money. like, wouldn't that that would be a lot of fun though, right? Uh, no, it doesn't look mm, like no. he is. He's also got health problems, as you know. As oh, is that so? I didn't realize. Yeah. All right, I am really struggling as well to try to come up with something to work with. Oh boy! Oh, I how do I, how to how to do this? Um, <laughs> how do you define Tim Curry, you guys? Tim Curry is Tim Curry. Yeah, I almost want to go with niche. I feel like that could lead some interesting. You know what? I am. I'm gonna go with niche. Nice. Oh no! This is the wrong. Oh, it's fine. We'll get there. <laughs> It's an ecological Whoops. niche. Yeah, thanks, Wikipedia. This is why I don't get to mouse thing mouse over things before I click on them. All right, big steps. Fungus and uh, ecological niche. Well, All right, Tim. Someone loved linking this page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they loved linking every word that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, all the words are just names of fungi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, fungi... Mushrooms, fungus, toad. We got it. Yep. We got it. Uh, any member of a group of eukaryotic organisms that includes microorganisms such as yeast and molds, as well as the more familiar mushrooms. These organisms are classified as a kingdom, which is separate from the other eukaryotic life kingdoms of plants and animals. Cool. Characteristic that places fungi in a different kingdom from plants, bacteria, and some protists those protists uh is chitin in their cell walls okay yep uh similar to animals fungi are heterotrophs they acquire their food by absorbing dissolved molecules typically by secreting digestive enzymes into their environment neat they do not photosynthesize um see here long been used as direct source of human food in the form of mushrooms and truffles 
as a leavening agent for bread and in fermentation to various food products such as wine, beer, and soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. Mycotoxins such as alkaloids and uh, polyketides so are produced by fungi. Musical flourish! Uh, fruiting structure of a few species contains psychotropic compounds and are consumed recreationally or in traditional spiritual ceremonies. Oh, man. Yep. Great. I think I knew what you were trying to do here. What do you think I'm trying to do? I don't want to say. Okay. Because <laughs> you're probably wrong. Okay. I'm not saying anything about Tim Curry tripping balls. Um, no. It was more the cheese pizza route. <laughs> I actually do not know what you're talking about. He says cheese pizza. In, in Home Alone 2? Two? 2, yeah. Oh. Cheese pizza. Because pizza's linked here. Yeah, but I don't, I can't imagine that having you any sort of route the, on Wikipedia. You don't think that that's pizza culturally, says, yeah, culturally relevant enough to be on... You might need to get to, to cheese on... pizza. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I stand corrected. Yeah, it's probably on the cheese pizza page. Uh, <laughs> I am going to... Oh, wait a minute. Did I... Oh, crap. Did I what? have I been thinking of the wrong thing this whole time? Oh no! I mean, this is this is why we do this game. So probably the rule is that we don't learn anything. To, to... Oh no, I'm okay. I am thinking the right thing. Cheese uh, pizza. But how do I get culture. there from here? I don't know. Oh so I am going to go mm. to. Uh, man. I don't think mushrooms <laughs> is actually going to help me. This is tough. Oh, man. Rice blast disease. That, Ooh. that sounds nasty. It yeah, does sound, sound nasty. fun. Um, I am going to go to... Uh, I don't want to go to it, but I need to. What? I'm going to go to... No, that's not even linked. I'm sorry. This is this is terrible radio. Oh no, there it is. Ecosystems. Ecosystems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, we aren't on uh, parallel paths, but we're moving along. An ecological niche, which is not the niche I wanted, Mm-mm. is the match of a species to a specific environmental condition. It describes how an organism or population responds to the distribution of resources and competitors. For example, if by growing when resources are abundant and when predators, parasites, and pathogens are scarce and how it in turn alters those same factors, um, for example, limiting access to resources by other organisms, acting as a food source and and as a consumer of prey. Um, I mean, generally it's when an animal finds the perfect fit for what it does, essentially. Yeah. Uh it's boy, uh it's weird to to to, to figure out how to describe this. Um what they're basically saying is like uh I mean there're just some animals that kind of have really good fits for a particular environment and it just it, it something just works out in how it how it uh, happens evolutionary uh in evolutionary design. Um the they have a couple examples here, one being um uh a particular type of uh bird here that whose uh 
whose beak is a really uh, is really the exact shape of a local flower that they sure. that they feed off of. Uh, they also reference uh, dung beetles uh, here as well, which have a really particular thing that they just love the heck out of. That hey, you know, someone's got to take care of this. Lemony fresh. Yeah. Um. So I mean, stuff like that. It's it's not necessarily that it's only in a particular place or an exact environment. But just uh, this is a part of a, an ecosystem that needs taken care of, and an animal. Uh, and it's really also uh, the description or the the concept that if an if there's a niche that needs to be filled, often an animal will evolve to fill that niche. Right. It's weird because they reference uh, a couple of them in here as well, where some of them okay. If a niche is left vacant, other organisms or other organisms can fill that position. For example, the niche that was left vacant by the extinction of the tarpon, uh, which is a which was a uh, a wild horse um, in Europe, has been filled by other animals. In particular, a small horse breed, the conic, which is also a a, a kind of horse as well. So mm-hmm. that it it kind of shifted uh, to to develop that uh to fall into that place that that other animal had kind of taken had kind of held in that in that ecosystem um and then uh yeah uh, they also say when plants and animals are introduced to a new environment they have the potential to occupy or invade the niche or niches of native organisms often out competing the indigenous species um which yeah uh, well yeah actually literally wild in that case Mm -hmm. uh so yeah um anyway uh, the mathematical representation of a species' fundamental niche in ecological space and its subse- subsequent projection back into geographic space is the domain of niche modeling, which is linked, and I will never click it. I'm I, was gonna, I was very afraid for a second. <laughs> I'm never clicking that. I'm so sorry. There's not much on this page that I really want to click. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I, there's lots of. There's animals, right? There's. Yes. There's, mo- there's multiple animals on this page that could be interesting to work with, um, but just nothing that really is going to get me closer to Tim Curry nothing in a way that I Tim can... Curry. Yeah, it's hard to get close <laughs> to Tim Curry. I mean, we all we all want to be, but I it the re- the really question is I'm like mentally going through his filmography, right, uh-huh. and trying to figure out what thing could be culturally relevant enough to be mentioned on a page to be like tim curry acted alongside a raccoon in x you know yes and and i'm just not pulling oh man (laughs) um all right there's the general pages for like predators Mm, geez what kind of movies has he been in i mean the couple that are standing out are just oh geez Habitat is on here and behavioral adaptations are on here as well. Neither of those are really going to get me anywhere. Oh my gosh. I almost think I have to go back and try again. Uh, or go wider and just go for like ecology and try to see what mm. I can find there. Yeah. Or just habitat. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to click on Habitat. All right. Habitat it is. 
An ecosystem. Ten ecosystem. Is yep. a community of living organisms in conjunction with the non-living components of their environment interacting as a system. Sounds kind of oh, an odd uh, sentence there. Oh, did I say Tim Curry? I meant zebra. We're going to go to zebra, oh. guys. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to save this game. Uh, so, no, I, like, think there's, I think there's hope. I'm just now kidding. you yeah. now you have to think of uh, a zebra saying those phrases is what you're trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. The fruit stripe I get, zebra. I get Tim Curry and his and zebras confused pretty often. I mean, mm-hmm. we all do, Sky. It's it's a very easy thing to do. <sighs> uh, so you know, the term ecosystem was first used in 1935 in a publication by British ecologist Arthur Tansley. He devised the concept to draw attention to the importance of transfers of materials between organisms and their environment. He later refined the term, describing it as the whole system, including not only the organism complex, but also the whole complex of physical factors forming what we call the environment. I mean, it's, it's everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, uh, Primary production, they talk about, is the production of organic matter from inorganic carbon sources. Uh, photosynthesis is the main uh, powerhouse of that. Do, 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 do. The energy incorporated through this process supports life on Earth, while the carbon makes up much of the organic matter in living and dead biomass, soil carbon, and fossil fuels. Yay, carbon. Way to go, carbon! Uh, energy flow... Food chain decomposition. Um, the carbon and nutrients in dead organic matter are broken down by a group of processes known as decomposition. This releases nutrients that can then be reused for plant and microbial production and returns carbon dioxide to the atmosphere or water where it can be used for photosynthesis. Approximately 90% of terrestrial net primary production goes directly from plant to decomposer. So that's like the ener- like the energy of the planet, the energy cycle. The flow of energy in the planet is mostly rotting plants. Great. <laughs> uh, and then it talks about the human impact on the ecosystem, which, of course, we we uh, are not doing a great job. Yeah, great. And so, so I had come here trying to get to rainforest dang it tim but the only places where it's linked is in a a boxes and captions oh captions are fine i thought we determined the captions were okay right yeah captions are okay it's just the see also's that we don't allow. okay yep but i don't really want to go there anymore okay where are you thinking i'm going to environmental pollution oh no Dang it. <laughs> we were we are doing the same thing though. <laughs> are we? Uh yeah, I think so. If that's uh I was also trying to get to rainforest kind of. Uh in ecology, a habitat is the type of natural environment in which a particular species of organism lives. Yeah. A species habitat is those places where the species can find food, shelter, protection and and, and mates for reproduction. It needs to have all those things, I guess. Uh, it is characterized by both physical and biological features. Period. End of sentence. That that I mean, who? Uh, just just to say, it is characterized by both physical and biological features. 
how do you not be i mean what isn't you yeah. could just put that in every that every single pretty much everything like, in the habitat yeah everything I, I put this in every single wikipedia page just copy paste this to all of the articles I it's love, characterized by physical and biological features. I love that the first picture is the coral reef in the Phoenix yeah. Islands protected area. It provides rich habitats for marine life. Tons of fish, yeah. tons of plants. Everything's great. And then it goes, few creatures make the Arctic shells of Antarctica their habitat. And it's this picture of this this penguin that's uh-huh. looking at the camera kind of like, yeah, man, it sucks here. Like, it's I guess real I'm cold. here and it's real cold. And then it's like... Uh, here's an ibex in an alpine habitat. And it's just an ibex like on a mountain by itself being like, guys. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Again, I just love that two out of three yeah. of the first uh, examples of habitat photos are like, there's not have, much here for this yeah. dude. They Very have good. animal in them. Just, just the single animal. I, that ibex is so good though. Just yeah. like kind of looking over at the camera to be like, excuse me. What are you doing? You are, here? You are you are too close to me. Please go away. <laughs> I do see some rainforest here, though. Yeah, I do too. Uh, is it linked though? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I see there are several rainforests linked or not linked here, but they show them uh, in the picture. Uh, I I just I mean, we all we know what we know what habitats are. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, I I like that they mention here that uh, there's. That some animals adapt to extreme habitats. Uh, they mention here that fairy shrimps can lay winter eggs that are resistant to desiccation, sometimes being blown, sometimes being blown about with the dust, but and ending up in new depressions in the ground. I just like that there are uh, things called fairy shrimps, mm-hmm. and then wow. also things, and that they uh, that they lay winter eggs. Like hmm. they decide to have Classic different kinds of eggs at different eggs. times of year. What's the yeah. difference? Do we know? It, it I don't know. One's resistant to desiccation oh. and and can be blown about in the dust to end up in new depressions in the ground. No. They can survive in a dormant state yeah. for as long as 15 years. Same, I guess. honestly. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I guess, I mean, I guess some eggs, uh, they probably put more of like a, I, I, not a shell, it's not the phrase that I'm, a term that I'm looking for, but like a, a, some kind of like cover. Mm-hmm. That they can, that protective uh, cover that they can survive that long. But I mean, it probably takes a lot out of them, I assume. Um, What the, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I'm very, okay. Some kill a fish uh, behave in a fi- similar, similar way. Their eggs hatch and the juvenile fish grow with great rapidity when the conditions are right. But the whole population of fish may end up as eggs in diapause at the in dried up mud that was once a pond. That's terrifying. Um, I'm sorry, a killifish. It's literally K I L L I fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, are they killer fish? Do they kill, they kill other fish? fish? Or are they killifish? I, I, I have questions. Is what I'm saying. Lemony. Fresh. Uh, again, microfauna, ma- uh, megafauna. Yeah, blah blah blah. Marine snow, great. Um, microbes la- living in habitats lacking in oxygen, uh, where they live on photosynthesis. That's pretty cool. Ah, geez, come on. I want, I want ra- rainforest. <laughs> yeah, it's right there, but it's not linked. Yeah, I'm. Let's see, rainforest. 
It is the only link on, it's the only mention on this page. Mm-hmm. Ah, um, do I? <laughs> There's biomes. Do, I was about to say, I think that's what I click, right? Because that's the. Yeah, if you want to get to the rainforest, probably. I think that's my shot in this case. All right. You're going to biomes. Great. I am. Tim. Pollution. Yep. Pollution. You know what pollution is. Introduction yeah, of contaminants gross. into the natural environment that cause adverse change. Bad. Pollution can take the form mm-hmm. of chemical substances or energy, such as noise, heat, or light. Major forms of pollution include air pollution, light pollution, litter, noise pollution, plastic pollution, soil contamination, radioactive contamination, thermal pollution, visual pollution, visual pollution, yeah. and water pollution. Like you see it, yeah. it feels bad. Make, makes yep. you feel bad. Uh, urban pollution Uh, it was the industrial revolution that gave birth to environmental pollution as we know it today London also recorded one of the earlier extreme cases of water quality problems with the Great Stink on the Thames in 1858 Great Stink is linked the stink is linked the stink is linked. Uh, the stink is linked. But that led to the construction of the London sewerage system soon afterward. Pollution issues escalated as population growth far exceeded viability of neighborhoods to handle their waste problem. Um, Do you guys know about the Dark Sky Association? Yes. Uh, this is, it, it's something that I, um, I, I recently found out about uh, uh, and I, I, I'm kind of obsessed with it. It's it's kind of awesome. Uh, just in like an association to kind of like to try to educate people on how to not pollute the night sky. Um, and I didn't realize that some of the stuff they suggest, like you can you can do some of the stuff yourself, at, like even in your local area. And it, it's pretty cool um, to, to I don't know, to see how they to see how uh, like some of these like streetlights and things like that could be made dark sky friendly i i i like for two reasons one being uh you know it's always great to make uh the more natural world uh you know more accessible where you live uh and two it sounds like a you know an anarchist organization so so question what if their only reason for doing this is to give the aliens more opportunity to hide I mean, again, Maybe. yeah, again, I, I reiterate that they sound like they sound like uh, like something that has a conspiracy put okay. around it. So, yes, okay, aliens, the sky's dark for you. Turn your headlights off and coast in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tim, if that's what's stopping them, really. <laughs> <laughs> Earth is going to be that... so mad if they find you were out late. On the list of actions you can take, uh, number yeah. six is heed our calls to action. That's right. Oof. I mean, hey, that Become is... a citizen scientist. Invite the aliens in. Tell them to turn their headlights mm-hmm. off. Give a talk. Oh, um, the most polluting good. industries, according to the Pure Earth, an international non-for-profit organization, uh, lists these as the world's most polluting industries. Lead acid battery recycling. Industrial yep. mining and it's ore processing, one. lead smelting, tannery operations, artisanal small-scale gold mining. What? Wow, I would artisanal? not have expected tanneries. 
uh, I industrial yeah. municipal dump sites, industrial estates, chemical manufacturing, product manufacturing, and the dye industry. Great. Yep. Uh, so bad times. Yeah, that battery thing is a real problem. We still, we just, I mean, for as much as we are trying to move on from fossil fuels. Like we really need to figure out what to do with batteries once we don't once they don't work anymore. Yeah, because that's <clears throat> that's a problem. So, I am trying to decide between litter and recycling. <laughs> Man, oh, no, I don't know what you guys Tim, are doing, but Tim, you didn't find you didn't find it on there. It's not. I'm not looking for rainforest anymore. Oh boy! Now uh, I don't know what you're I'm, doing. Maybe I'm, I'm confused. I'm looking for something new. Well, if you get if oh you go God. with one, you can find the other. That's true. Yes, I imagine. I'm gonna go with litter. Just go with your heart. All right. Yeah. To, Kyle, biome. <laughs> yeah, the this, between biome this, and habitat. This flamed out. Um, there is. Oh, hang on. Oh no, it's linked. I'm good there. Okay, cool. Um. Biome is a community of plants and animals that have common characteristics for the environment they exist in. I guess it's not defined by its physical and biological features. I don't know. Yeah. That's it's not on this page, so who can tell? I, I guess it's more about the what lives, what's able to live there, and what lives there specifically. Yeah. Um, it says biome is a broader term than habitat. Any biome can comp- can comprise a variety of habitats. So yeah, that that tracks. Hmm. Um, while a biome can cover large areas, a microbiome is a mix of organisms that coexist in a defined space on a much smaller scale. For example, the human bi- microbiome is the collection of bacteria, viruses, and other things present on a human body, on or in a human body. Sorry, you love to hear it. Yep. <laughs> I just don't want to think about it. I just don't want to think about it. It's I, I, I'm I'm glad that it's there. I want to be very clear. I thank you, Gut Flora, for keeping me moving, but like <laughs> I just don't want to think about you. Um a biota is the um total It's a it's a it's a decent mid sized car. <laughs> Dang a it, Honda Biota. <laughs> I was gonna do the same joke. <laughs> Well, and for some reason it, yeah, and for some reason it like tickled me in such a way that I I laughed at my own joke before <laughs> I said it. <laughs> you stalled. I I don't even know why I laughed. It's not a good joke. <laughs> anyway, it's a total collection of organisms within a geographic reason, region or time period <laughs> from local geographic scales and instantaneous temporal scale whatever uh it's it's things that lived in an area over a time period that's a biota uh the biotas of earth make up the biosphere i'm not going to get into that there's a lot in the biosphere like there's a whole uh terraforming mars game board of it uh later on down the page uh and i don't need to i don't need to do that Uh, is the hollow life zone classification scheme if you feel like looking that up yourself it scans everything from desert to thorn woodland. So do with that what you will. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, they do, however, farther down the page, uh, refer to the different types of biomes. I guess some are probably super effective against others. I don't know. 
uh, among those are the evergreen tropical rainforest, which is what I want to click. <sighs> okay. I'm really not sure what you're doing, but we'll figure Like, I'm not, that's not a jab at you. It's just, you guys no, no, seem no. to know something about Tim Curry that I don't. It's fine. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> I just figured it out. All right, Tim, litter. Litter. Consists of waste products yeah, <laughs> that have been discarded have incorrectly without consent at an unsuitable location. Uh, litter can also be used as a verb. To litter means to drop and leave objects, often man-made, such as aluminum cans, paper cups, fast food wrappers, cardboard boxes, or plastic bottles on the ground and leave them there indefinitely or for other people to dispose of as opposed to disposing of them correctly, you jerk. I like how it... it... Ref, like it acknowledges like you might just be like leaving it for other people to take care of <laughs> as being part of littering that's pretty great kyle what is the pretty most littered bad. item in the world the most littered yes. item uh coffee cups no oh okay cigarette um, butts. napkins oh cigarette yeah, i haven't looked at I haven't looked at the page. But you're correct. It is cigarette butts. 4.5 trillion Dang. estimated discarded each year. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Estimates on the required time for cigarette butts to break down vary, ranging from 5 years to 400 years for complete oh. degra- degradation. Oh, my gosh. There's some uh, wild cigarette butts. <laughs> see here. Are you sure that's not the episode? <laughs> Why are they sticking around so long? I don't know. I mean, because they're filters, right? They, oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they're hard to break down. That's the point, isn't it? I guess. And like some of the chemicals in there definitely would be more tarry. Like it's going to be difficult to get rid of. According to a study by the Dutch organization VROM, VROM, 80% of people claim that everybody leaves a piece of paper, tin, or something on the street behind. Young people from 12 to 24 years cause more litter than the average Dutch or Belgian person. Only 18% of people who regularly cause litter were 50 years of age or older. Uh, However, a 2010 survey of littering in Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont in the United States placed litterers aged 55 and over at less than 5%. The same observational study estimated that 78% of litterers are male. In 1999, research by Keep America Beautiful found that 75% of Americans admitted to littering the last five years, yet 99% of the same individuals admitted that they enjoyed a clean environment. Hmm. Woo! All right. Uh, Great Pacific Garbage Patch. West Nile virus. Let me remind you of that. Okay. Litter traps. I, uh, oh, branded litter. A number of credible studies have shown that fast food packaging is one of the most common forms of litter. Musical flourish! And McDonald's is the most common brand of litter, despite having messages to dispose of properly, such as the Ronald McDonald Tidy Man marking. (laughs) According to Keep Keep Britain Tidy. So there's Keep America Beautiful and there's Keep Britain Tidy. Sure. According to Keep Britain Tidy in 2013, Cadbury Chocolate Wrappers Walker's Crisp Packets... And Coca-Cola cans were the top three brands that were most commonly found in rubbish. Yeah, I figured Coke was up there. Yeah. 
I am going to click on Keep America Beautiful. Love it. Uh, I found a set or a Pinterest page of people making art out of cigarette butts. Great. To recycle them. Oh, it's a nice dolphin. And, uh, yep, made out of cigarette butts. Yep. I I just, you know, I'm trying. <laughs> There's, I, I thought it would, this would be funnier, <laughs> but it's just depressing. Um. Searching for cigarette butt projects did not help me out there. Anyway, mm. uh, yeah. tropical rainforests are rainforests that occur in the tropics. I mean, it's probably, I assume, defined by its physical and biological properties. I'm guessing. There's no you know, that, dry season. Yeah, no, absolutely none. All months have an a- a- average precipitation of at least 60 miles. <laughs> yeah, 60 miles of rain. That's a lot wow. is what I was about to say there. Uh, it says millimeters. So yeah, gotcha. Those are different. Yeah, yeah, They're definitely on different, different scales. Yep. Yes, true rainforests are typically found between ten degrees north and south of the equator. See map. What the heck, Wikipedia? When's the last time I've read a when I've never seen an article on here that had in parens see map. map and like there is a map I, here. Yeah, but it doesn't really give you much. No. Also, I love if you look at this map, it's a tropical rainforest, and then in parentheses it says AF. <laughs> and I don't know what that means, but it, it's just the things in blue is just AF. They're just the most tropical. As F. <laughs> yep. As forest. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this page because, like, this is, you know, this isn't actually what I was after. Right. And we're we're getting a little bit long in the in the recording here. Um, the the thing that I was coming here for was to talk about climate change. Uh, the tropics take a take a major role in reducing atmospheric carbon dioxide. The tropics, most notably the Amazon, are called carbon sinks. Citation needed on that for some reason. I guess they mean who calls them that, but like. Mm-hmm. I mean that's it's not wrong. They they are places where carbon is absorbed. Yeah. Um where it's sunk, I guess. Um as major carbon reducers in carbon and soil methane storages, their destruction con- contributes to the global energy trapping atmospheric gases. Or to increasing global energy trapping atmospheric gases. Uh yeah, it says citation needed there, and I feel like someone is trying to be a little bit of a jerk there. So uh Hey guys, it, it's a real thing. Don't don't do that. Um, anyway, the thing here is talking about efforts to produce, protect and conserve tropical rainforest habitats are diverse and widespread. Tropical rainforest conservation ranges from strict preservation of habitat to finding sustainable management techniques for people living in tropical rainforests. And I'm going to click on tropical rainforest conservation. Lemony tropical rainforest. <clears throat> conservation fantastic wow this is not getting me any ah oh, dang it a similar Sorry, map there's a map that looks identical to yeah. all right a- keep... af all right cab keep america beautiful keep america beautiful is a stanford connecticut based nonprofit organization founded in 1953 it is the largest community improvement organization in the united states with more than 600 state and community-based affiliate organizations and more than 1,000 partner organizations. 
Keep America Beautiful says that it aims to end littering, to improve recycling, and to beautify American communities. The organization has been heavily criticized as a greenwashing corporate front. The organization's narrow focus on litter is alleged to divert public responsibility away from corporations and industries. Let's see. Uh, so, the uh, probably their most famous campaign is uh, known uh, casually as the Crying Indian PSA. Oh, okay. Uh, the television ad narrated From by actor William 70s? Conrad featured actor Iron Eyes Cody, who portrayed a Native American man devastated to see the destruction of the Earth's natural beauty caused by the thoughtless pollution and litter of a modern society. Uh, doo -doo -doo. In 2018, the 65th anniversary of Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit reintroduced itself to America with a new PSA, Let's Talk About America which has been aired more than 115,000 times and received more than 1 billion media impressions to date. It's kind of a weird way to gauge that. 2018, the Great America, American Cleanup, the nation's largest community improvement program, celebrated its 20th year. Keep America Beautiful, along with networks of affiliates and partner organizations, engaged volunteers across the country who logged 9.4 million volunteer hours in helping to clean public spaces, Improve and beautify roads, shorelines, and waterways, and plant trees, flowers, and gardens. In total, 24.7 million pounds of litter and 68 million pounds of recyclables were collected. Nice. Uh, so. Yeah. In popular culture. Mm -hmm. Oh, The crying Indian ad has been parodied on Married with Children, Wayne's World 2, The Simpsons episode, Trash of the Titans, the Futurama episode where the Bugalo roam, the Fairly Brothers movie Kingpin, the South Park episode Go Fund Yourself, the League episode Yobo Goya, the Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law episode Back to the Present, and the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt episode Kimmy Finds Her Mom. The ad was also parodied in an E-Trade commercial that aired during Super Bowl 35 in 2001. Okay, I've got a choice. All right. Yeah. Finally. Ugh. Finally, culture. Yep, finally, culture. culture. I think I'm... Again. I, I, do I... Uh, maybe Harvey Birdman? I'm going to go with that. <laughs> what? 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 Uh, I guess, okay. Tropical Reinforced Conservation did not help me get where I wanted to go <laughs> at all. I'm afraid of that. I, I want to tell you guys how this page starts and it should tell you how or why this did not work for me. The very first sentence on this page in, in the article itself is the Collins English dictionary defines conservation as quote, saving and protecting the environment that's cited. The Merriam Webster dictionary defines conservation as quote, a careful preservation and protection of something, especially planned management of a natural resource to prevent explo exploitation, destruction, or neglect end quote, also cited. And then it says, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary <laughs> defines a rainforest as, quote, a tropical woodland with an annual rainfall of at least 100 inches and marked by lofty, lofty, broad-leafed evergreen trees forming a con continuous canopy, end quote, that's cited. That's the first section of this entire article. They don't, that, that, no part of that actually says anything, nothing about 
tropical rainforest conservation, except literally what you would do at your commencement, <laughs> uh, which, you know, as we all know from the theory of commensary, uh, that they really should have put a lot more work into this. Um, oh my gosh, there's so little on this page, I which astounds me in that, like, one, I really thought that the page for Tropical Rainforest Conservation would probably be more well-rounded on Wikipedia. I don't know why yeah. I thought that. It's very small But I here. really thought, yeah, yeah. it's it can't be more than 2,000 words. Can't be. I, I, I don't know if it pushes 1,000. Did a whole, like, series in fifth grade on the rainforest <laughs> conservation. There's... <laughs> More there than I, here. I've probably written more on it in yeah. my life. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so my options are just rainforest. Right. Straight up rainforest. Amazon. Carbon credits. Carbon credits and the Kyoto Protocol. That's it. Yep. Deforestation. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, actually, that is closer to what I want. All right, I'm going to remind you some things about Tim Curry. Uh, yeah? He's in a pirate movie. He's in a <laughs> horror film. Yes, I know. Uh, hung out with Ridley Scott a bunch. <laughs> um, he's English. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. <laughs> just let, just making sure we're all... Uh, we're um, talking about the same person, yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. Hung out with Muppets a lot. <laughs> Um, Listen, Sky. He was. He had one particular role that I've been trying okay. to nail down. Gotcha. That you both seem to be trying. I don't. I, I thought guess. I knew, but I maybe think, I, I think don't. We still have different ones that we're trying to nail down. All right. Oh, what gosh. do you think? Are you doing this... deforestation, or what are you? Ugh. <laughs> at at this point, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, sure. I'm doing deforestation. Do we introduce a rule where you can just hit random article whenever you want? And just I'm look, really close to doing random article. Yes. Hope, hope for the best. Uh, if Tim doesn't get there in like a couple clicks. All right, Tim. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Gosh. You clicked it because you like this show. I, unless you have some something that, unless you know something I don't. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, is an American adult animated television sitcom created by Michael Aulin and Eric Richter for Cartoon Network's late night programming block Adult Swim. Uh huh. Show revolves around the activity of the Seven and Seven Law Firm, which is staffed mainly by superheroes and other characters who had originally been featured in past Hanna Barbera cartoons, most notably Birdman and the Galaxy Trio. Uh, let's see here, uh, I did like this show. Uh, it, it was weird, but, but that was not the yeah. whole reason I clicked here. Uh, I clicked here because. I mean, well, I mean, a lot of the shows that that were featured on the previous page were going to have a lot of high-profile cast people on it. Yeah. So I'm yeah. hoping that I can get lucky enough to click on one to link to something. Oh. And this one has an impressive list of voice cast. There oh, is thank God. Gary Cole, uh, Stephen Colbert, Paget Brewster. Uh, Maurice LaMarche, Mark I Hamill, Padgett Brewster did that. Billy West, yeah. Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, um, base, uh, Louis Black. Musical flourish! Uh, so there's a lot, but I don't know how exactly to connect. Connect. Uh, 
uh, is something that that um, you know Tim Curry might have done. So I'm trying to figure out which <laughs> one of these voice actors might have best been in something that he has also been in. Were none of them in Clue? He hung out. He's <laughs> none of on... them were in Clue. I'm sorry. Uh. <clears throat> Mm. There's Monty Python. Christopher Lloyd is it? Christopher Lloyd I, is Christopher not, Lloyd had to have been on that show. There's no way he wasn't on that show at some point. I am though. going to try. Oh man, Rob Paulson. He's been in a lot. Yeah, I'm going to try Rob does. Paulson. He does seem like a good poll for Rob that. Paulson. All right, Rob Paulson. <sighs> All right. Um. Deforestation, which this this page is quite a lot now. Uh, deforestation, clearance, clear cutting, or clearing is the removal of a forest or stand of trees from which land is then converted to non-forest use. We know what that is. It's bad in general. Not great for, I mean, the earth. <laughs> uh, it says between 15 to 18 million hectares of uh, forest, an area the size of Belgium, are destroyed every year. On average, 2,400 trees are cut down each minute. Oh. Uh, cool. Thanks. Don't need Thanks to hear this now. Sorry. It's okay. Um, oh, boy. Um, yeah, I'm not getting any closer to this. There's no, like, <laughs> popular culture <laughs> section here. Deforestation in popular culture is not was not a high priority for the writers on this Wikipedia or the editors for this Wikipedia page. However, it does actually start talking about like, uh, again, like human impact, I guess. So I do actually have like references to things that are more, at least something that could get more toward movies. Mm -hmm. Um, which I mean, like steamboats are on here. That's, that's, that's human made. That's an option. <laughs> oh my. Um Oh boy. Uh I mean the there other I, I really just don't know what to click here at this point. I <laughs> I might I may well just click the random link. I'm not I'm Do not it. seeing anything on here that's working for me. Genghis Khan is on here though. <laughs> That's close. Sure. You know what? Why not? I'm clicking Genghis Khan. Why not? Uh, I mean, oh wait, hold on a second. <laughs> oh, the Royal Navy is on here. There you go. He was in a pirate movie, not sort of a pirate movie. He was, I'm, yeah. You know what? Sure, I'm clicking the Royal Navy. The Royal Navy. What a weird pull. Okay, Tim, you're on Ron Paulson, okay. Rob Paulson. Okay, folks, I searched for all, all right. the things I could think of and did not find I, it there's here, a but, mm. but I still got you. We're going to get through this. I, it's going to be okay. I know. Okay. <laughs> I've looked up some things. Yeah. Robert Frederick <laughs> Paulson III is an American voice actor and singer who has done many voice roles in various films, television shows, and video games including Raphael and Donatello from the 1987 and 2012 animated series, respectively, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, 
Oh, Yakko Warner, Dr. Otto's Scratch and Sniff, and Pinky from Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius and its spin-off television series The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Peck the Rooster from Barnyard, of course, everyone's most beloved. No. Uh, and its spin-off television... <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and La- Spike and the Land Before Time films. All 27 oh, wow. of them by now. Yeah. Uh, so, here's here's a lemony question. He has he has <laughs> yeah. received a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Performer in an Animated Program. Which uh-huh. role did he win that for? Yakko Warner. No. Uh, but the, you're close. It's it's a daytime. Wacko Warner. <laughs> no, he didn't play Wacko. I'm just saying it's close. Dot. Just, it's Dot. He's no. playing Dot. <laughs> I mean, that would be very impressive. Tim, you said it's close. Uh, yeah. I I, I just read to you what other roles he played in Animaniacs. I was not paying attention. I'm reading about the Royal Navy. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, he I was making sure for, to find it he out. He won it for um, Pinky. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yes. Pinky in the Brain, which is an interesting <laughs> choice, but I mean, he's great. He was yeah. born in Detroit. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. Uh, he began his voiceover career in 1983 with the miniseries G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, where he played he... Snow Job and Tripwire. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. A few years later, his career launched into more roles such as Cobra Slave Master. Wow. And reprising Snow Job and Tripwire on G.I. Joe, Corky on the Snorks, Marco Smurf on the later season of the Smurfs, Boober... On the animated version of Fraggle Rock, Haji in the New Adventures of Johnny Quest, and the yeah. title character Saber Rider and the villain Jesse Blue on Saber Rider and the Rush! Star Sheriffs. Yep. Wow. He's Gray Fox in Smash Brothers yep. Brawl and Smash Brothers Ultimate. He's what? <laughs> uh, Gray Fox. What? Oh no! Wow, that's hilarious. Uh, Wait a minute. He's the fox and the mouse in the Green Eggs Wait and Ham PC game. So he's voiced multiple foxes and multiple mice. Nice. Paulson's <laughs> most famous advertising role oh, was yeah. in the original commercial of the now mm-hmm. ubiquitous Got Milk campaign. The famous commercial Who Shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel aired in 1993. He was the guy in that? Yeah. Amazing. That's what he looks like? Yeah. Wow. He looked like in nineteen ninety. He can currently be heard as the voice of singing Mr. Mini Wheat in the Mini Wheats commercials in Canada. Hey, I'm Heck glad yeah. he's getting he's still getting musical work. He has yeah. done Good job. so much. Yeah. So what has he done with Tim Curry? With Tim Curry. Is the so question. I tried looking up a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At I don't I'm not, I didn't find anything that I knew here, but Tim. I know you're going to be okay. I told you. I told you. Tim? What? Um, there is, if you go, <laughs> you know how there's a few very Tim things that you could go to? <laughs> what? 
Yes, I do. You know how there's a you know how there's a place that we always end up. Yeah, a figure, a a particular. He's he's not in that, is he? A particular. I don't know. Look, because I saw that, I was going to tease you guys with it, but I didn't think he was in that. Are you saying he's in that? It is he? I'm saying. Are you? I don't, don't he is don't in. let me down, Sky. He is in. Yeah, I don't know if you he don't is? remember. You just you just what? <laughs> he is like a prominent character. Not a prominent, reoccurring character. Kind of a side character, but like you I think if you knew the character, you would know that it's him. Okay. I mean Hey, that's enough for me. I'm going to it. All right. So one of Rob Paulson's roles, uh-huh. uh, Kyle, is yeah. as the beloved character Antoine. Yes. In a Saturday morning cartoon called Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yep. Italian Sonic. <laughs> This page starts by just saying Sonic the Hedgehog, and then in parentheses, oh, Italian. Cool. He is, okay, Sonic. I did not. <laughs> I was this is not, not like the this, Italian so Spider-Man uh, meme, is it? It's not the same thing, right? Right. I would have. I would have gotten there in like two more clicks. Otherwise, there were mm. so many options. Like I was looking them up. Like there's a lot of. It would almost be like if you had picked something that you were interested in. You probably would have hit it. I'll talk. I could. We'll we'll get there when we get there. But first, oh, yeah. the Royal we're doing, Navy. We're doing an op- autopsy for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't care about the Royal Navy. Cool. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I want to say the only thing, the only thing I want to mention here uh, is that in the custom and tradition, uh, you know, they have their traditions, whatever. And then there's a there's a small graph here that I'm just I'm. I'm intrigued by, and I don't know, I don't want to click deeper into it, but I'm also just, okay, The it's called Jack Speak. There are several less formal traditions, including service nicknames and naval slang known as Jack Speak that is cited. The nicknames include the Andrew of uncertain origin, possibly after a zealous press ganger, and the senior service. Uh, British sailors are referred to as Jack or Jenny, and more widely as... Oh. Matelots is that what Matt 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 is that what that says I'm Scott not sure uh Royal Marines are more fondly known as bootnecks or just often as royals a compendium of naval slang was brought together by commander a Covey Crump and his name has itself become the subject of naval slang Covey Crump that's cited a game traditionally played by the Navy is the four-player board game known as Uckers. This is similar to Ludo, and it is regarded as oh. easy to learn, but difficult to play well. Good old Ludo. Good old Ludo. Um, I don't know what either <laughs> of those things are. I'm I uh, Part of the reason that I saw that is I saw Ludo, and I thought it was Cluedo for a second, and I was like, oh, got it. Um, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, here's a bunch of finally... You know, movies in popular culture about warships, including stuff about pirates 
uh, you know what? Why not? Gonna click on do, 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 do. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Why not? It's right here. Yeah. Great. Tim. Here at Sonic the Hedgehog oh, wait, hang TV on. series. Ship ship's captain is what I'm clicking on. I'm sorry. It's that. Oh. Ship, uh, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Okay. Uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog, known uh-huh. in Italy as Sonic. Is an American Italian animated television series. Yeah. <laughs> Based wow. on the video game series of the same name. It was story edited by Len Jansen and produced by Deke Productions, LP, Deke. Sega of America. Yep. And yeah. the Italian studio Retetalia, SPA. Lemony Fresh! Uh, only had 26 episodes. I thought it had a lot more than that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the show, uh, a third season was planned, but ABC canceled it, ending it with a cliffhanger. Aww. Despite its cancellation, a fan following has elevated the series to become a cult hit. Also inspired a video game, Sonic Spinball, and a long-running comic book series of the same name. Yep. Sonic Spinball, the comic. Sonic Spinball, the comic. (laughs) It's a very confusing... Uh, thing. Uh, I, I want to note that uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog TV series Wikipedia page has free will linked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Does Sonic have free will? <laughs> Do any of us really? We keep coming back to him, apparently not. So it, it also, for some reason, uh, the character the character Bunny Rabbot, which is a a bunny. That was half roboticized. Uh, has a southern accent and stuff. Bunny is linked. B-U-N-N-I-E. <laughs> and it links to the actual page for Bunny. That's great. The animal. <laughs> so I don't know who. <laughs> Someone has their own little joke there. Is what's happening. It's just strange. Uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog uh, himself was, of course, voiced by Jaleel White. Uh-huh. Uh, when they go back into the past with him as a boy, it is voiced by Taj Maori, who was the uh, the little brother of the Maori twin sisters from Sister Sister. Oh, and he wow. also had his own show afterwards too for a while, where he was like a boy genius or something. Pretty cool. Uh, as we noted earlier, Rob Paulson voiced uh, Antoine, the uh, the French coyote guy who was just a big meanie. <laughs> um, and those and then, are the only important characters done. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then as as S guy dropped a minor minor hint, real small. Tim Curry does have a voice here. Uh, he was the voice of King Acorn. Uh, what? The former king of Mobotropolis and Sally's father, yes. Mm-hmm. What? In the episodes he in, he's in, he exclaims, I'm turning to crystal! <laughs> Does he really? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> so, so I'm clicking on Tim Curry. So originally, okay, here's, here's my thoughts the entire time. Uh-huh. I was first going to try to get to uh, Fern Gully. Yeah, me too. That's where I was. And I'm like, that's probably not going to work. But there's all this crap about pollution. There's all this stuff about pollution. I'm like, what if I go to Captain Planet? That's where I. That's where I was like, oh, I think I know where you guys are trying to get to. And then I was trying to get to Captain Planet, and that wasn't working. And then I finally got to Rob Paulson. I'm like, well, 
if there isn't anything on this page, I can go to Nickelodeon and then I can click on the wild thornberries. Yeah. And get to him through Nigel. Oh my gosh. There's See, so much. I, kept, I I could not get, I just needed something to come like yeah. a broadside to something that was in like popular culture at all. Right. Because I kept wanting, I, I knew the rainforest track wasn't working out the way I wanted it to. But I couldn't get to anything that had any kind of cultural reference. Mm-hmm. It was it was a tough start. Yeah. Yeah, you had to get to oh. pollution and stuff. Yeah. Uh it it was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh my. Yeah, I don't I don't need to talk about ship captains. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Let's talk about so Tim Curry and Sean Connery did star in something together. Yeah, yeah, they did. And that was the hunt for Red October. Yep. Oh yeah, I forgot about he that. He was a Soviet medical officer opposite Sean. I was Connery. hoping you guys would when I was considering that game. Listeners, I, I, I cut had this never out. seen the movie. <laughs> I was yeah. considering doing Sean Connery to Tim Curry. <laughs> and it would have been a much shorter game. Yep. <laughs> Instead we went full on hard mode. Yeah. <laughs> so uh the first the first role that they uh they mentioned in the Wikipedia article is uh Dr. Frankenfurter from the Rocky yeah. Horror Picture yes, Show. Of course. Perhaps it's most iconic. His yeah. stage work includes various roles in the original West End production of Hair, uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart in the 1980 Broadway production of Amadeus, The Pirate King in The Pirates of Penzance, Alan Swan in My Favorite Year, and King Arthur in Spamalot, yeah. which yep. is why you were talking about Monty Python, I now yeah, realize. Right. He yep. was in the film adaptation of Annie. He was Darkness in the fantasy film Legend. He was Wadsworth in the mystery comedy film Clue, perhaps my favorite of his roles. Um, Pennywise in It, The Concierge in Home Alone 2. They they made a great pixel art version of him for the video game, if you ever look at that. (laughs) And Long John Silver in Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, I forgot he was also Captain Hook in in the Fox animated series Peter Pan and the Pirates, uh, which was surprisingly rad <laughs> he was fantastic in that uh they talk about fern gully here nigel thornberry as well he was played the voice of palpatine in star wars the clone wars the the animated series yeah oh wow uh do 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 uh do 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 Curry's first full-time role was as part of the original London cast, the musical Hair, like we mentioned. Uh, that's where he met Richard O'Brien, who went on to write Curry's next full-time role of Dr. Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Curry recalled his first encounter with the project. I'd heard about the play because I lived on Paddington Street, off Baker Street, and there was an old gym a few doors away. I saw Richard O'Brien in the street, and he said he'd just been to the gym to see if he could find a muscle man who could sing. I said, why do you need him to sing? And he told me that his musical was going to be done, and I should talk to Jim Sharman. He gave me the script, and I thought, boy, if this works, it's going to be a smash. <laughs> he was half right. He was cast in the film adaptation of Charlie's Angels, in the role of Roger Corwin, and in the parody film Scary Movie 2, playing Professor wow. Oldman. <clears throat> he has yeah. been in so much. He is like the Rob Paulson of real life. Yeah, he has. He's just really got a lot of these like bit parts, mm-hmm. but that they're but they're pivotal, I guess, for those movies. Mm-hmm. It's weird. 
Yeah, it's like as soon as you see him, he's like, oh, yeah, you are filling this role that you need to fulfill in this movie to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. He had a small role in the Cartoon Network miniseries Over the Garden Wall as anti-whispers. Oh, my gosh. We just watched that yesterday. Yeah. And I did not recognize him one bit. I still haven't seen that. There's not it's a really easy way to watch it right now, right? Uh, it's on Hulu. I, uh, no, it's on Hulu. The whole thing. I, I, Hulu. I believe I actually own have it. The, I own it. I was Ooh. gifted it by a good friend. We should swap house husband and and there you go. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, Tim Curry, uh, a great yeah. person. He had a major stroke in, in 2012. And that's why he, I didn't realize that. Yeah, wow. that's why he uh, uses a wheelchair. Um, he oh, yeah. that limited him doing voiceover, but it says here that he continues to perform as a singer, um, and is kind of like doing a lot of fan conventions. So good for him. Yeah. Um, so Tim, yes. Uh, some things that could have gotten you <laughs> from oh, Rob Paulson to Tim Curry. Okay. Okay. Mighty Ducks, the animated series. Sure, sure. The Greatest Adventure, stories from the Bible. <laughs> oh, wow. Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh. oh. Yeah, that's a good I one. I should have realized he would probably be in there somewhere. Yeah, the new Woody Woodpecker show. Uh. Uh, the Mask <laughs> animated series. Of course. I was, I was kind of tracks. wondering about that one. Freakazoid. Uh, the Aladdin animated series. <laughs> oh. Batman the animated series. Oh crap, he what? was in Batman? He was in that? Wow. He uh let me check. I think he was being considered for a role and then he got bronchitis. Oh, oh okay. Uh let's he was originally going to be the Joker. So the, oh. that's Oh, I heard that. Yes. That's such yeah, a weird Yeah, like imagine an alternate reality where it is not Mark Hamill. Uh yeah. I think it's not actually as good. Like Yeah, same. I don't know what Tim Curry would have done for the Joker, but man Mark Hamill nails it. He is so I good. I do remember hearing, ah, dang, I've heard a voice or like an interview clip of him talking about this, of, of that specific thing before, and he like does a bit of it, and I don't, ah, oh, dang, I'll have to try to find that again. But I do, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, he also was considered for Saruman in uh, of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. We could have had Tim Curry as Saruman. Uh, Sean uh, 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 Sean Connery as Gandalf. He was also yeah. being considered, and Nicolas Cage as um, what's oh his face? Gosh. You've got to be kidding! Uh, me. Lead man, what's his name? How did we not Our, get that movie? Yeah, uh, I don't care what his name is. It doesn't matter. The main man who like <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the 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 dude who ends Mary, up being king. It Mary, doesn't matter. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> There is uh, uh, non. <laughs> uh, a whole separate page dedicated to Tim Aragon. Curry performances. Aragon. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, oh, dang, I want to see that movie so bad. He's there's a Little Mermaid animated series. Um, sure. And the character he plays is Manta. Manta is a reoccurring villain in the TV series. Although his exact age is unknown, he appears to be potentially ageless as an individual <laughs> is referenced in a legend as nearly destroying Antarctica, who was imprisoned in an undersea volcano many years before the time of the series. <laughs> the character wow. is freed from an undersea volcano by a well-meaning Ariel. 
He then became a recurring character and intent on taking control of Antarctica for himself. He later has a son, Little Evil. (laughs) So his son's (laughs) name is Little Evil, who becomes a friend of Ariel's, resulting in his father's redemption. He is voiced by Tim Curry. Wow. Uh, If you ever want to hear him try to pull off a southern gentleman accent to varying degrees of success, uh, search up the 1993 PC game Gabriel Knight. Mm. Sins of the Fathers. He plays the the titular character in that Gabriel Knight. Oh, this not the Sins of the Fathers though. No, he does not play the Sins of the Fathers. He plays oh, okay. he plays Sins and in plenty of other things. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Actually. In the in the 2002 video game, The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, he plays Satan. So there you go. Sure. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't know what I expected. In the bio, in like the Bible one I mentioned, it, he plays the serpent. <laughs> so. Great, cool. Uh, I'm really bummed I didn't watch Clue uh, before Halloween. Oh, I know yeah. it's not really like a Halloween movie, but it always feels like an October movie to me. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. So I guess there's still time. We can do it. Sure. Uh, well, thank you for putting up with that. You know, <laughs> I feel like I have to say that every time I host. <laughs> but uh, no, we got we got there. It was you guys good, figured it. Was good it work, yep. Tim. You guys figured it out. Um, if you guys want to figure it out, you can go to blogspot.wsgbcast.blogspot.com. <laughs> Find more episodes. Uh, we're at WSKBcast on Twitter. Um, we're just out here vibing. <laughs> you know how we do. I got to go take a lap after that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yep. We're all, it's November 1st when we're recording this. That's all I'm going to say. It's not November 1st when you're listening to this. No. Thanks, guys. Uh... <laughs> Good night. <laughs> night. Remedy Flourish. We're gonna we're gonna be okay. We you know. <laughs> We we're we're all here trying to support each other as best we can. All right, at least for now. Guys. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I bought a new computer. Oh, hey, oh, congrats! Neat. What is it? Oh, a new laptop. Yeah, thanks. I think no, I picked up a new desktop. Um, hey. Yeah, because okay. So uh, a buddy of mine from work is a like a PC gamer. And that's uh-huh. that can be terrifying, but uh, we we were very talking scary. very well, well. We were talking briefly about it, and I'm like, yeah, I, I've been looking to get a new new machine. It's you know one of my my old desktop is dying, and I you know I, and my my current laptop is sort of sort of on its way out. You know, he's like, uh, he's like, don't buy another laptop right now. Uh, he's like, all the models that are on the market right now are not great, and you know we really, you know. Uh, because of the pandemic oh, yeah. a lot of your a lot of your options are just not real real solid at the moment mm-hmm. uh as far as what's available and he's he's like what you should do is buy one of these uh one of these nx nzxt builds uh desktop computers that are kind of built not like not gamer machines but like slightly above spec of what you'd find at like a best buy i don't know I started NZXT and I found gaming PC liquid yes, cooler. Yes, well, that's the thing. He so he was like, 
a lot of them are geared toward ga- toward gaming. Yeah. But it's not but you don't have to go all the way on it. He goes basically any machine you buy from them is probably going to run most games most current games probably for the next year without too much of a problem. Look and they're relatively cheap. Uh wow. you know for for what the builds are. Mm-hmm. And I, I I went to a couple of my other friends who are uh you know kind of gearheads as far as that goes. And they were like, "Oh yeah, these are these are great. Uh, you know, they're they're pretty responsible. They they build. They do they do really decent builds. They, they're like really the only thing is that uh, this is a really it's a solid build that you can modify as you go as you want to. They're like really the only thing is that um, if you you could be, you could basically do this yourself if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, they're like every single build that you can get from them, you could do yourself." for probably like 50 to a hundred dollars cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and they're like, so it, it really comes down to, do you want to spend 50 to a hundred dollars? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am zero comfortable, you know, I'm not zero. I'm probably like 30%. Yeah. I've, I've built a PC before, but not, not like, like a very basic machine, but not, wow. not, not something. Well, I had to do it. No, for no, no, no. I'm, I'm on their website and it's like, choose the game you want to play and we'll build a PC around it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. interesting. It's like, I want to play yeah. Fall Guys. What's the Fall Guy one? <laughs> it's like, well, this is going to cost uh, you at least $1,000. Listen, what? I, uh, I just, I, I want, I went for the build that plays Among Us. I hear that's really, that's really popular right now. There you so, go. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, But I just was like, I mean, I can sort of do this, but nothing that actually requires like specialized Right, right, cards right. for anything so i i feel like i'm just gonna i can do that you know so i just i went with like the base level everything and just like here we go <laughs> wow it's it's fine uh it's it's a nice update uh i've had to uh i forgot that i don't own microsoft office because no yep. one owns the microsoft office at, anymore nope. uh and so now i have to figure out something else to do with that <laughs> Right. I guess I just use do everything in Google Docs now, right? Is that it? I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. Is that where we land? Is that is that where where or you our... subscribe to it? Yeah, I'm not gross. doing that. Yeah, not I'm not subscribing to a word processor. I'm just not doing it. Um, there's no there's no uh, um, there's no substantial update they could do to that <laughs> that would make. You know that that worthwhile. Like, switch, switch your Twitch username. Wait, where are you streaming? Uh, are you... Yeah, actually, I'm I'm streaming right now. So oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, not yet. Uh, I just got. I literally just got the machine in today, and so now I'm having ah, to. That's like... fun. Oh, is it? Is so are you? You're not <laughs> on it now, then, are you? No. Okay. Is is setting up a brand new machine fun again? I forgot how that works. Cool. Well, season seven of Apex starts on t- Tuesday, so make sure you've got it figured out. Cool. By then, I'll I'll work that out. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Just you know, let me let me let me just get like an antivirus installed first. Right. Uh, one step at a time. Right. Anyway. Wow. Well, that's the only update that I've got. It, that's, that's that's the really only thing happening in the world right now. Uh, I this mean, I'm actively trying first. 
yeah, I'm actively trying to ignore every other thing that's happening right now. So yes, that is the only thing. 